the shooters touch. Can't nobody shoot like me. Fourth quarter down three, need a two and one. Better call on me, better call on me. If you know you need a shooter, I'm ice cold like a cooler. Get you right though, I can tutor. This that mic flow, I'm a hooper. I got blue faces This week on the Shears Touch, we have none other than Drake men's basketball starting guard, Mr. DJ Wilkins. I've been trying to get DJ on for quite a while. We're huge fans here at the Shears Touch. As you may guess, he's a pretty busy guy with class and hoops and everything else that a college kid has going on. But finally got him on here fresh off their NCAA tournament berth here this past season. We dive into and talk to him a lot about that week between the Missouri Valley tournament and the NCAA tournament where they were unsure if they were going to make the tournament. Seemed pretty confident on there, but uh, we talked to him a little bit about that. And we also talked to him a lot about the success that he's had since he's come to Drake. He's played on some very good teams, uh, very underestimated teams that have excelled past what everybody thought they would. So very interesting to hear why he thinks that happens and what the um, what his reasoning is, is for that as well. He's played through some injuries. He's had some injuries that have ended seasons. His teams have had transfers leave and come in, but... These past three years since he's been a Drake, one thing remains the same. They have good basketball team, and they play great basketball here in Des Moines. It's fun to talk to DJ. I know you guys are going to enjoy this one. Here he is, DJ Wilkins. Well, welcome to the Shooter's Touch, DJ. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. It's been a long time coming. Supposed to get this done a while ago. Yeah, no, better better late than never, though. That's that's for sure. So we're excited. We appreciate you taking some time. I'm um, looking forward to the conversation here. But uh, uh, got to start out, man. You know, so Iowa podcast, Iowa hoops is kind of the connection that we have. Obviously, not originally from Iowa. We're gonna get into your story and your background a little bit. Um, but you've been here now, what three years? So so, what is it you love about Des Moines? Um, quiet. There's not too much going on. <laughs> that's not a bad thing when you when your focus should be on hoops right yeah definitely so yeah that's a good part about that not that many distractions so yeah, it's easy to pretty much focus on well good um and now that you have rolled in the off season um you know obviously both adam and i play and there's it, you have all this buildup and all your focus and energy and everything goes into obviously the season and the excitement and the energy and everything that comes with it. But there's some perks about the off season. What, what's your favorite thing about having a little time to decompress and, and just kind of work on your game in the off season? Um, just being able to just relax a little bit, like mentally, you know, just being able to go to the gym and it's, you know, it's kind of just fun at this point, you know, we all like working out, we all like getting better. So this right now during this time it's just fun to be in the gym with the guys coaches um like to go on vacation like you know get my one vacation in the summer before we hurry up and get going again other than that yeah i mean it's just pretty chill uh finish up school get that over with uh, but right out the season you know it give you that clear front to like yeah this semester about to be over so yeah it's almost to the end well good and i bet it's kind of nice to be in one spot for a little bit and be able to kind of plan ahead you know instead of planning all right what's the next two three days look like hey all right this week i gotta do this and that and this exactly and then this year having all the covid procedures and things like that like just we have to be really aware of all our surroundings and what we were doing who we were hanging out with just for like you know so we don't 
have a positive test in, in the wrong time of the season. So, yeah, you know, it was just a, a lot this year. So how often did you guys end up testing? Like, was it, did you did you test like two, three times a week or did, did it depend on the week? Yeah, two, three times a week. And then towards the postseason, yeah, the tournaments and stuff, guys were getting tested daily. Man, so wow. you're you're used to getting the, the stick shoved in your nose then a few times, huh? I only had it once because, uh, you know, I, have, I was a part of that uh, group that had the positive test that had to sit out. So I was in my 90-day window for the rest of the season. Yeah. Oh, that's that's all right, Dan. That's not a bad way to go about it. I was just watching those guys get it done. Yeah, that was okay after it. That's good. That's good. Well, uh, well hey, we like to start off uh, uh, with all of our guests um, way back. Um, tell us uh, a little bit about where you grew up. Um, and then uh, how did uh, when and how did basketball come into play? Uh I was born in Killeen, Texas. My dad uh, was at the military base down in Fort Hood, I believe. If I'm not mistaken, I might be wrong, but I think it's that one. And, yeah, uh, they were originally from Gary, Indiana. Uh, we ended up moving back when I was younger. Uh, grew up, me and mom, dad, brother, sister, uh, had a family dog. Uh, yeah, and then pretty much uh, I just – my dad kept me in a lot of sports. My dad played baseball in high school. My mom ran track in high school. So, you know, and then just being from Indiana, like just basketball, especially the area that we're in the region, basketball is, you know, is, it was huge back then. Seven to eight-year-old basketball games used to be, you know, really loud parents going at each other, kids going at each other. <laughs> so, you know, we've been having that since like way back then with Biddy Ball and the little different leagues growing up. But yeah, basketball is just something that we did. Um, outside, inside, uh, the fall weather, uh, no matter like where we're playing, that was just a group of us. We got a tight knit community of region guys that been playing ball against and with each other since fourth, fifth grade. And, you know, we're all connected. We all still go back, play all the time, keep up with each other in college professionally. But we got a tight knit group that, you know, make you kind of love the game of basketball just with all the people that's behind it. Yeah, yeah, and we'll talk about that a little bit later too. Um, we said uh, you were involved in a lot of sports. So, so outside of basketball, were there any other sports you played um, as an organized sport? Um, I played. I did track in middle school, but in high school it was just football and basketball. Football, basketball. Uh, what position you playing football? Quarterback. Quarterback. All right, all right. So a general out there, I like that. Um, what about? Uh, I guess here before middle school and high school, was it a lot of organized basketball or was it you and the group of buddies just meeting at the park and just, just, you know, rolling basketball out there and playing? Uh, no, we had a lot of guys that had like AAU teams and like, we, you know, we played with a team out of Fort Wayne when we were younger. Uh, they were sponsored by the Spice Fieldhouse. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but yeah, we were sponsored under that. Um, yeah, that brand and we played, a lot of tournaments in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Went to Ohio a couple of times. When I was younger, like my seven to eight-year-old team, we played a bitty ball. That was like a big organization. We played our all-star games. Like the all-star games would be different regions from all over the country. Yeah. And seven to eight years old, we all go to New Orleans and play in one big tournament. Played out there. Uh, so, yeah, we it was pretty organized throughout the whole way. Plus, you know, playing with your friends at school. And just people in the neighborhood that wasn't on those organized teams. You play with those yeah. guys in the summer or after school one day all the time. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, um, so you mentioned Spice when uh way back in the day when I was when I was playing AAU ball, Spice Gym Rats was a was a big team. Is 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 that the same thing? Is that still a team? Uh yeah, it's still a team. It's still an AAU team. And then I think the UIBL so like I think it's still a ninety Nike team. But yeah, gotcha. was... yeah. I, I remember seeing them everywhere. And they 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 usually had a pretty good team, you know. Uh I mean obviously growing up and you know, saying that uh hey we're from Indiana, you kinda okay. Now I understand why you guys are pretty good. You know how to play the game out there. Um <laughs> well so you so you so you played football as well in high school. Um what what advantages do you think gave you um what advantage do you think playing football gave you as a as a basketball player? Um, I feel like football helped me with just just toughness period, like just being able to like wanting to go bang with somebody no matter the size, like because football I got past, you got past, helmet, helmet. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm gonna go at you. I agree the same way. Um, like that. Um, being aware, like awareness, uh, because being a quarterback, I do a lot of pre-snap reads and things like that. So being able to pick up on stuff that other teams do defensively is kind of mm. and pick up like patterns that they do okay maybe this is probably if they do this it could be x amount of things that they could do after that so being able to pick up on things like that is kind of like good and but i don't know i mean i just football it was fun and i feel like i got a lot out of it but i really can't like pinpoint on it like what it was other than like just like really being aware and paying attention but one thing I yeah, one thing I can say is the preparation for a game. You learn that in high school football, in high school football is weak. Like basketball, you just practice, 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 might get a scout, you might not, you might, you know, you just going in, you just know another team just because y'all from the same area. But football from Monday to Thursday, you got that whole prep each day and and knowing what has to be done for a play to be executed. Right. Well, all like all 10, 11, all 11 of us have to do our part exactly right for the whole thing to, to you know what I mean, to execute. And that just, it goes on to the basketball court where you could play a defensive, a defensive set or run your offensive set. And one, and one person could not set that screen mm-hmm. the right way and it mess up the whole play. And one person don't catch the ball in that right space and mess up the whole play. So those things, yeah, I feel like those would have really helped me out. Yeah, and it's interesting you say that too, because obviously, obviously, football and the toughness. You know, every everybody everybody says that, but you know, the preparation and you, as you mentioned, kind of knowing where everybody needs to be. I mean, I've said it to multiple people that you know, just watching you play over the last three years, it seems like you can slide into the point guard, you can slide into the two or three, and even I, I um, you have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I've even seen you slide into the four spot, yeah. um, and and you know, just really be that essentially utility guy out there. So that makes a lot of sense that you say that. And it's, uh, um, it's good that you, that you realize that and you kind of transfer that over to basketball too. So that's uh, interesting to hear you say, but um, <clears throat> well, Hey, uh, I was a couple times you mentioned the region. Um, got a couple guys on your team from that region. Um, so you'll have to connect the dots for us here. Went to high school with Jonah. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So went to high school with him. So ha- have you been playing with him for um, either in the middle school or did high school, is high school first time you started playing with him? Me and Jonah's older brother are in the same grade. So me and him were playing ball together a lot from, you know, fourth to sixth, seventh, eighth grade. And Jonah, yep. was, Jonah was just, you know, his little brother. And, you know, <laughs> Jonah was, you know, he was just around playing basketball, playing with his friend group. 
and things like that. But I really didn't get really, really close to Jonah probably until I got to high school. Cause it was just me, you know what I mean? All, yeah. Everything I did, I played ball with me and his brother. Me and his brother had like a thing where it was like, probably from when I was from sixth grade to eighth grade, it was all, it seemed like anytime we seen each other, we played a one-on-one. <laughs> anytime, it could be anywhere, it could be halftime of the field house where other teams got games going on. Anywhere, we played one-on-one. So me and Jonah mm-hmm. had that relationship with me and his brother, like competitiveness with each other. That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, once Jonah got into high school, we got really close and he really fell into like you really like working hard and for Jonah to be here, yes. Yeah. He so, really wouldn't have thought he worked really hard. He worked really that's, that's awesome. Who uh so who was ahead in the or who is ahead in the one on one series with his with his, Definitely. his brother? Yeah. <laughs> By a lot? Or are we talking a little bit? Yeah, I got a nice margin. <laughs> That makes sense, I guess. That makes sense. Um, so let's, uh, I guess, maybe talk about the other guys. So where did you, uh, Murphy's Twins, you know, specifically. So did you first meet them um, in high school? I'm assuming you played against them a little bit. No, I met them in probably fifth grade, fifth, sixth grade. Okay. Uh, one of my best friends' dad uh, had our AAU pro team and somehow discovered the Twins and <laughs> Next thing you know, it was twins at practice. And after that, <laughs> we didn't play with each other on the same AAU team since then. And, you know, riding the practices together, Indiana League practices, just playing in so many tournaments together. They're, they're being with my family. If my parents can't go, if my parents can't go, I'm with their family. Mm-hmm. So it was just, yeah, from a really young age, I've just been around these guys every year right after, like, school season's out. Gotcha, gotcha. And then there's Tank, right? He he's he's yeah. from the same region. Yeah. Uh, uh, what what was the relationship with him? Played 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 against him. Played played with him too. Uh, no, me and Tank actually, our families, like me and Tank, yeah, we we're pretty much cousins. Like our families grew up in the same neighborhood. Everything we did was a lot together. I spent a lot of time with him at my grandma's house when we were younger in that neighborhood. It's a neighborhood called Delaney and. And he went to like he went to another school. He went to school with the twins in middle school. Wow. Fact. So they was like Griffith, they was over there. And, you know, we just you know growing up and I'm dang, like this tank. <laughs> Come on, man, we yeah. uh, and it was, it's crazy how it all happened. I mean it, it it honestly is crazy. And we'll talk about, you know, the college portion of this, but you know, to have that much talent in that area you know, obviously uh, a somewhat larger area. Um, and then to to progress into college, you know, and play with those guys that you're so accustomed with, that that just has to be an advantage for you and for them um, on the on the team right now and, and obviously previous teams too. Yeah, definitely. Just knowing it, just like, you know what I mean? Knowing the same guys, knowing that, you know, he got your back no matter what happens, no matter you take a bad shot, you miss a shot, you make a shot, you make a turnover just knowing that no one on the floor going to look at you and like, you know, with their nose up or anything. Cause they know, like they've been here through the years. They know what you did to get here. They know you belong out here. They know, like, you know what I mean? They just so confident in you. And that's great. Um, knowing each other's tendencies, just things like that. And just like the way we play from that area is just like tough as gritty as, you know what I mean? Still like fast, it's fast paced. So yeah, it's, it's fun to be able to play that style of basketball that we grew up with you know, in the college setting, especially yeah. those guys. 
and I mean, a big adjustment in the college game is getting used to playing with, with other guys. Right. And, you know, it essentially that really didn't happen with you guys. Right. Cause you guys have been playing together for so long. Yeah. And just, yeah. I mean, that's what I tell a lot of people like with my college experience, I didn't have to come to a division one and all right, now I got to meet five new guys. Hopefully he like, maybe, Hopefully we all got the same agenda. He's not on something else. Or mm-hmm. He got someone, his own plan going on. But, you know, I got to walk in with two familiar faces. And as we years go on, I got six, you know, six familiar faces that's around the program. Yeah. It just, it makes everything so much easier. And it's just, it's fun, honestly. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, hey, let's uh, maybe jump back to your high school team. Um Obviously, individual stats, we, we um, have all those. But how, how was your high school team? Um, I guess in general, obviously, players move around, you know, graduate and stuff like that. But what was high school like? Uh, high school was good. Okay, my freshman year, I played JV. Uh, my team, our varsity team was full of seniors. Like, it was a whole team of seniors. That was a really good class. Those guys went to semi-state. In my sophomore year, we didn't have anybody that played varsity come back. So we got it. Yeah, we probably we had the worst record probably in school history. We went like four and sixteen. It got was thrown into it. And yeah, and all my all my friends that I grew up playing with, sophomores, like you know, we just out there. We don't know how to win games. We don't know where to take anything. And we like, dang, we not win it. Then the next year we get better. We figure it out. Like we work a little harder. We go eighteen and eight. Um, and then my senior year we actually went twenty two and two. We was number one team in the state. We had. But we end up losing the first round of the playoffs. Oh, yeah, one one person shot twenty seven free throws in the game. So Ooh. that kind of yeah, that was. Like, I'm, ass- that was, I'm assuming that guy wasn't on your team. Yeah, it wasn't. So that was my, wow. that was my senior year. That's how that ended. But we got a lot of good players. Um, my head coach T.J. Lux, uh, really good player that played at NIU. Um, Marcel Cherry's one of my best friends. He played at Pitt State D two. Malik McMillan played at Valpo. Now he's going to Western Michigan. Cam Wilbon, he was at Robert Morris. He's in the transfer portal right now. Uh, Jared Stevens, I think he's at Davenport. Juco, Jonah. Uh, we had a couple, another couple guys that go D2. But, yeah, we had a really good team. And, you know, we had to really, you know, spread the, you know I mean, to be how that many good players and to pull the record that we have, you know, can't have too many selfish pieces. Yeah. And not to mention, and not to mention coming from, you know, your sophomore year, right? I mean, it seems like everybody kind of built up and that uh, obviously after there's a, a lot of people playing, playing at the next level. So that uh, in, in uh, improvements everywhere, it sounds like. Yeah. So it was, it was good to see like how that group, how it all panned out, but we represented well. We got a lot of guys go to school, a lot of guys getting their degrees, a lot of guys, you know, doing stuff after high school that's, you know, valuable for them and their families and their future lives. So, yeah, that team, even the guys that didn't play, yeah, they're all doing good. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, well, uh, obviously, with you know Brian and I playing AU ball uh, a while ago, let's just say that. Um, um, a lot of it is, you know, hey, you get to play against this competition. Sometimes, you know, you get to say you get to play against these guys that are NBA, NBA All Stars, whatever those are. So. Who were who were a couple guys that that you remember playing AU ball against? Uh, TJ Leaf. Um, TJ Leaf. I played against. Who was who was a really good team? I played against 
Mark Vidal, Terrence Ferguson, Skylar Mays, all those guys was on one team. Tom Maker, uh, Seventh Woods when he was like, you know, really big. Who else we had that um, that was a really big name that I that I think we played. Well, so so I got a few because you part of this. Were you an honorary uh, McDonald's All American your senior yeah. year? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's a couple notables on that Named class. On that list. 2016. I mean, Jason Tatum. Yeah, we got Lon- Lonzo Ball, <laughs> De'Aaron <laughs> Fox. <laughs> yeah. Those are just in like the Chicago area, aren't they? Yeah. That was a really good Bam, I, wow. Bam was on there. Josh Jackson, Malik Monk, Miles Bridges. I mean, these guys, that class, that 16 class was loaded. Yeah, a really good class. <laughs> Man. So, so did you run into any of those guys out on the circuit? I mean, like, did you see Tatum or any of them? Yeah, we got to see Tatum, but Tatum played for a Nike team. I played for Adidas team, so we didn't play like in like we never got to play each other. But in different tournaments, I got to watch him play. Um, Dennis Smith, I got to watch him a lot. Who else? Yeah, but I don't think we played. Yeah, we didn't play too many like super super big names because most of those guys that are big names, those guys play on the Nike circuit. And I played Adidas and Under Armour. So, you know, I played, you know, the next the next level of guys under that one. Yeah. But still good. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're playing against those guys you mentioned. I mean, Don Maker, obviously, uh, maybe NBA career has been kind of lackluster, but uh, he was he was a he was a big time guy at that time. Um, well, let's maybe talk about, you know, after high school here. Uh, how was how was the recruiting process? What was it like for you? Um, you know, to we get recruited by, and then you know what 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 eventually made you choose where you chose? Oh uh, man, high school. What I was saying, probably yeah. I, at the beginning of high school, I was having like after my 15s AAU season, I was having like high majors, Big Tens. Uh, those guys hit me up, took some unofficial visits, but yeah, after it was like once I kept playing football while playing basketball, because there was a lot of coaches saying basketball required so much of a you know what I mean, on-day focus and really all that. And I was just like, you know, I don't want to lose the memory of playing high school ball and I'm with football with my, you know what I mean, with my guys and things like that. So I ended up getting the IUP, IUPY offer my junior year, and then it wasn't there by the end of my senior year. Then late, I got recruited by Wichita State. And from there, Greg Hire. Me and him, I went down there. I played open gym, Shaq Morris, Fred VanVleet, uh, all those guys. We played, and then they told me they wanted me to take a prep year at Sunrise down in Wichita. So, I'm, yeah, that was my only option. So, hey, yeah, I'm going to go to Sunrise. I'm going to go to prep school. Um, my brother actually was stationed down there in the Air Force. So, I was 15 minutes away from him. He eight years older than me. I haven't lived with him and you know so x amount of years so you know I me mean, at that point i was able to go to sunrise christian spend some time with my brother did that yeah and then played the whole year high coaches on and off on and off then towards the end of the year it still was looking like nothing and then i had more hit state i hit my line late and then yeah i took a visit there but yeah i just did yeah, it just and you know what I mean. It just didn't fit if, if it's gonna be somewhere that I spent four years at. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, that's just not it. And then Greg hired. I was gonna to go to Vincennes, talk to Vincennes, junior college coach in Indiana, 
Uh, I, was, I was going to go on a visit there. And then I was just like, yeah, I don't want to go to school in Indiana. And I woke up that, I woke up that morning and then I just told my mom, like, nah, I don't want to go. And then Greg Hyer hit my line, asked me what I was doing. No, I told him I was going to try Sins. And then he said, oh, I know Marty Richter. He's probably the best Juco coach in, uh, in the country. Uh, I got a good spot in Florida. The next day, I'm on the phone with Coach Marty. Me and him talked about an hour, hour and a half. That same night, my book was, uh, my flight was booked to Florida to go on a visit. Like that weekend, went, Twins was there. I uh, liked the arena. I liked where I was going to be at for being at a JUCO um, and the resources we had out there. And then, you know, Marty, I felt like the type of coach he was and me seeing him, how he engaged with players and, you know, I mean, ever he puts in to really want to make a player better. That was just somebody I felt like he would believe in me and believe in the ability that like what I could do. So chose him. Yeah, I get out there. I get out to I get out there. We're playing. I have a good summer session, everything working out Then we get to the physicals. <laughs> And then I can take an EKG scan and they say, you know what I mean? You got an abnormal heartbeat and and you might not, you know what I mean? You might not be able to play competitive basketball anymore. Like that was the first thing, like you're done, can't do nothing. And I'm thinking this, all right, it's a week, two weeks maybe. Going back to the doctor, pictures, MRIs, stress tests. Uh, I'm doing all types of things, uh, talking to different types of doctors, uh, talking to doctors from IU, the ones in Florida, the ones I'm in Tennessee, I'm getting like different opinions from different people and finally got a doctor that dealt with a player that had, you know what I mean, the same visual heart that I had. And yeah, he was able to do his research and get me clear like towards the end of the year. But yeah, my after high school that three years, man, between like yeah, prep and then going to the JUCO having to do all that, yeah, it was pretty tough. And nothing, uh, I mean, no problems before that. Just that EKG showed you had something wrong. Yeah, they never, never fainted after a workout. Never was like wheezing. Never like anything like that. And I've been playing sports my whole life. Yeah. And just because of that one EKG scan, it was stopped. Everything had to stop. Wow. Man, well that yeah that had that had to be tough news to get. But obviously, obviously came through that. So that's awesome, awesome to hear. Um, well, you know, we we actually had had Coach Marty on our podcast a while back, and so. Number one, you said you talked to him for an hour and a half. You're talking about basketball. That's totally understandable. I actually would have expected longer. Um, and number two, he he also told us that if anybody if anybody came came down to Florida and maybe was wavering on coming there, he said he'd just bring them to the beach and and order order them lunch on the beach. So did he have to uh, did did he have to bring you to the beach or were you somebody that was that was not a beach guy? No, I was the FSW special. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody, 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 everybody go to the beach. If you went to FSW, you know the spot, you know the exact restaurant, you know everything. Everybody went there. That, that's great. And like, like you said, I mean, Marty just that he's just that dude, you know. And so that uh, makes that super easy. But so never actually played a game though, did you for Southwest? Because you redshirted then that year with the with the heart condition, correct? Yeah. And so then we've all heard uh, Drake fans and everyone, we've heard this story, but you need to clear the air a little bit. So how does this work? How, you're down working out in the corner. Um, Coach DeVries comes down, checking out these Murphy twins. Then, then what happens after that? 
Uh, yeah, I'm just working out. I don't know. I got to get out of the gym early because I got to go to my brother's baby shower that weekend. So I was flying home. So I was just leaving early. So I come in, get my work in early before I left. Coach in there waiting on the twins. I'm just working, you know, not thinking of it. I'm not even thinking I'm leaving Juco. Uh, right now, I'm just focused on I got to get better. I got to get better because next year, you know what I mean? I got to make things happen. Love. I talked to, I talked to, uh, shook his hand. He um, introduced himself to me. I went to the back. I showered. I had all my bags packed. I was at the airport. Came back to the gym. Set my bags down. He told me to come talk to him after I showered. Talked to me about the situation that was going on in Drake. Offered me a scholarship. I go home. I go to the baby shower Saturday. Coach DeVries and Coach Willie were at my house Sunday. Sunday afternoon, we sat in the living room, talked. Yeah, then yeah, rest after that. Yeah, it was it. Man, that's that's wild too. So so coach well, both coaches. So they come down and they proceed to get three players and a coach and one stop. Is is that does that math sound about right? Yeah. <laughs> that's wild. I mean, that's uh that's legit, but uh, you know, to to your point earlier, we talk about chemistry. I mean, it's it's something that's hard to build and it's hard to teach and hard to create. But when uh, he has some guys that have some history and have a have a common goal, it makes it a lot easier. And so, um, so what was it then? Uh, obviously, the opportunity and be like, hey, all right, uh, you know, I got to go play in the in the Missouri Valley. But what was it about Drake where you you know took a flyer on him and said, you know what, this is. Cause it sounds like, did you commit without even coming to Drake and seeing the campus or, or well, what I was it? I during uh, Relays weekend. I came that Friday and Saturday, I believe. No, oh, yeah. Thursday or Friday. I came those two days. And, uh, but for me, it was just Coach DeVries and Coach Willie. Uh, just our conversations at my house and prior to it and on the phone, just I've dealt with a lot of coaches and, you know, some would say this, some would say that, but it would be, you know I me mean, all the way left. But I felt like those two guys honestly believed in my ability, the player I've become, I can become, uh, my, the potential I had. And I just felt like all I needed is somebody that believed in my ability. And I felt like they were loyal. They they made it happen. I know they was on a fast pace to, you know, trying to really, really, really put, put together a team. But, you know, he let us know, like, he's coming into something new just like we are so it's gonna be like we're gonna do it together and you know what I mean I really you know what I mean I respect Coach DeVries and I like at a high level um, and yeah it was just how he just how he carried himself and I just felt like yeah he would he would be a right coach for me and the, yeah just the conversations we had yeah he really well and uh coming in relays week isn't isn't a bad move on their part either but uh <laughs> Sneaky, <laughs> sneaky, good on that. So, um, how big, how big an impact too did some senior leadership, obviously with uh, Nick McGlynn and uh, Norton uh, and Brady, kind of being here. You know, guys that you know maybe one last chance to try to go out and prove something and, and make something happen. Did that kind of, kind of sit in the back of your mind or tip the scale a little bit to be like, hey, all right, I could be the missing piece here. Um, honestly, bro, I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything. I knew Nick. I knew Nick McGlynn was coming back. It was. I heard he was a good big man, and figured that out later. Um, Nick Norton. I seen he committed, and I seen Brady commit. But it was just like my. I was really just talking like me and the twins. Like, what do we want to do? Do we yeah. want to go play with each other? 
do you want to go high major? Do you want to like, I'm like, what are we going to do? And then we all came. They came like two days after me on the Relays Week. And then, yeah, after that, was just like, we got the opportunity. We didn't spend time talking about this. Yeah, why not? <laughs> well, we're certainly glad that you did. So that, uh, that was a good choice for all three of you. Um, we'll throw Marty in that mix, say all four of you. But um, uh, so, so let's talk a little bit about freshman year. And a surprise at all or I guess what was a little bit of your expectations because you know honestly you came in um and had a really great freshman year like I said you kind of filled a role I mean it, you you kind of took that spot of you know you played a lot of minutes as a freshman um you know you contributed in a, in a big way but in my comments to Adam throughout that whole your whole freshman campaign was you know he doesn't make mistakes like he's coming in and he's doing the right things he's making the plays he's making the reads he's, he doesn't hurt you on either end of the floor and so um, you know, for a freshman, that's huge. Is that something that you kind of expected or something that you were, you, you tried to pride yourself in and is just doing what the team needed? Uh, yeah, just uh, trying to find my way on the floor as a freshman. You know, I didn't know how things went. This is my first year. Um, one, and then one I haven't played in a whole year, like a real game. So for me, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have too many expectations. I was just, yeah, I'm going to go out. I'm going to come and practice. I'm going to do what I got to do to get on the floor. Then once I get on the floor, just, you know, day by day, getting better and better, taking those steps to where now the coach is trusting me. Now I'm in the game for 40 minutes during that year and things like that. And then uh, obviously you get out there and you're playing and, and things are going non-con, uh, you know, it's going really well. Um, and then Norton obviously gets hurt. Uh, and you guys kind of, it's this kind of story of how things go, uh, in your Drake career here. We're going to, we're going to touch on these injuries that, uh, uh credit to you guys. Cause it's always been next man in. Um, and that's going to be the theme here as we, we spend the next couple minutes talking about it. But, uh, so you slide over, you play a little bit of point, playing a little bit of off guard, um, going through what, what, what was that transition like? And, and what do you think it was obviously that Evansville game didn't go the way or end the way that you wanted to. And, um, you know, you guys took a little bump, but then after that, you guys regrouped and, you know, had a really good year, your freshman year. Um, yeah. That, yeah. When, when Norton and I went down, it was just like, everybody knew how good Norton was. And Norton been good since we got to Drake June 3rd, like Norton, he's been killing it. And it was just like, wow, we lost Norton. And then after seeing what he did in Las Vegas against San Diego, after that performance, it was just like, uh, and then it's the beginning of conference. I've never played a conference season. Tremel's, you know what I mean, haven't played in this. Noah's not, haven't got that many minutes. So it's like, yeah, we, at this point, my motivation was I wanted to do it for Brady and McGlynn. Because one, I know how passionate, how, you know, Drake means a lot to Nick McGlynn. And I just know for him how long he's been there, his story there, being able to leave him out, you know, getting that championship. Like, that was one of my biggest motivations. And I want to mess those guys last year up because I know they part of, you know, that three. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like I said, a, a heck of a run. And unfortunately we'll get to that, but uh, I mean, you mentioned just trying to, trying to find a way on the floor. And like I said, you were doing a lot of the little things, but you're cooking some of these dudes too. You had a couple points, a couple 20 point games. One that I got to point out, especially for Adam is, uh, 18 and uh, five assists and never left the floor against you and I. Um, and so that, that that's one that uh, we'll, we'll definitely remember. That's for sure. What do you, what do you remember about uh, giving to the Panthers there a little bit? 
Yeah, it was just, you know, it was huge. The game we run got us 50, you know, the 50th anniversary game. Packed crowd, a lot of alumni. New blue jerseys, we finally get to bring those out. Those are sweet. Um, yeah, it was just, I didn't even notice I played the whole game until the end when someone had told me. But probably just, you know, the excitement in the gym. And that was my first, was it? That was, yeah, that was my first home UNI game. So, yeah, yeah it's different than playing out, in, you know, out there. But, yeah, that first game, it was just a lot of, you know, adrenaline going on. That's it was fun being out there was live, every shot, every bucket, each fan just going back and forth. You know, those are the games you look forward to. Those are the games that's most fun. So, yeah, yeah uh, that game was, yeah, it was definitely something to remember. I always remember that one. So obviously not from Iowa, but it sounds like you fully embraced the Drake you and I uh, rivalry then, huh? Yeah, I'm pretty much in it now. I love it. <laughs> um, but so what was it like though then going home, um, playing at Valparaiso? Uh, you know, getting a chance to go home. I assume you had a had a good amount of friends and family uh, out for that one, and uh, uh, put on a show for them out there as well. Oh uh, yeah, it was just and yeah, that was that was one of probably my most memorable my freshman year. Yeah, my first twenty point game in college. Um, being able to do it in front of family, friends, old coaches, administrator from the old school, um, security, like everybody, anybody that, that knew of us, that been there, coaches from when I was seven, eight years old, I haven't seen in years, security guards from middle schools and things like that. Just having, being able to have that game, my first time in Valpo with all anticipation going into it anyway, where, you know, me and how I'm going home, my first time playing in front of my family. Yada yada. So, yeah, it was just yeah, that was a memorable game. It was fun to, you know, have a, have one like that at home in front of your, your people's first time seeing you play Division One. Honestly, yeah, that's great. That's uh, that's a a great welcome home and, and a little bit of a hey, I made it moment. So, um, but then unfortunately, as I as I mentioned before, you you suffered a broken bone. Was it in your foot or in your ankle? What ankle. what in your ankle? Um, that was remind me, Missouri Valley Conf Conference tournament. Was that in the yeah, tournament? That was the last game to secure the regular season championship. Oh, that's right. And so you missed the tournament then your freshman year. Yeah. Um, geez. So that, yeah, because that obviously high expectations going in that after a great year. And then uh, uh, you go down and then McGlynn goes down. It, that was just a rough couple, two weeks there um, for the dogs. And so, um what, what was rehab like you you had surgery pretty quick wasn't it in yeah, march yeah i surgery probably like two days later okay yeah and so then recovery time and what was recovery like for you there in between um your freshman and sophomore year uh recovery i was back in june for sure but i didn't really get going until june i was like my first time really being able to go full speed um but during you know, postseason, I was just doing my little my rehab at the hotel while we were at the tournament. Uh, yeah, just spent a lot of time with the trainer and, just, you know, let the guys – plus it was right off the season, so the guys are, you know, you get those couple weeks off. So, yeah, I'm just still in the facility. and Yeah, just making sure I'm all right, making sure, like, you know what I mean, trying to get the flexibility back in, a, in my ankle and not trying to let it be stiff, like, after that. Yeah. So then you go into your, your sophomore year where you started all um, 34 games uh, your sophomore year. And I felt like maybe um, uh, the, the sharpshooter started to come out a little bit here in this, in, in your sophomore campaign um, started to really kind of maybe step up and, and, and fill maybe a few of those gaps that 
Brady and, and some of the graduations had gone. And so um, just what do you remember about your sophomore year and a couple memories from that season? Um, my sophomore year, yeah, it was just fun. Uh, we got a, the group we had, yeah, just growing off of what we had the year before playing with, finally being able to play with, yeah, well, Tramiel, you know, for the little time we had to play that year. But, yeah, just being able to play with those guys, Roman being on the floor now. So having Roman in the gym but not being able to play a game with him, that was – it was just fun being able to get up and down with Roman in the game. That was my first time, even though we didn't grow up with each other and played against each other all the time. But, you know, lacing up with Roman, playing with Liam. Liam, that was really fun. Uh, those, yeah, just those memories. Those was fun uh, in a good class. Uh, the class that I left that year were – a lot of the guys that took us in and, you know, made, you know, made Drake as much of a home that they could when we first got here. So just being able to spend those last, you know, that last year with those guys. Yeah. And then obviously Liam and a few other transfers. And it, like I said, kind of in the beginning, it, it, it's one of those things where some injuries, some guys keep getting hurt, um, you know, graduation uh, transfer. I mean, you guys, you're just overcoming adversity. Like I said, it's kind of, it speaks to your guys's culture and the next guy in mentality and just how close you guys are that like, Hey, this is, you know, at the end of the day, this is business and we're here to do what we can to make our lives and our situations better. And you kind of just kept moving along. And, um, and so then this past year, obviously no different coming into your junior season. Um, you know, you started uh, all 31 games, you know, points started to come up a little bit assists kind of seem like you're stepping now more into that leadership role as far as getting guys in the right spots and doing the right things. Um, and, you know, again, a magical run. What, I mean, what is it about this Drake Bulldogs team that doesn't matter if they're picked sixth, seventh, eighth in the conference, you better look out because they're, they're going to compete for a conference title every year. Uh, we got a lot of guys that like to compete. We got a lot of guys that, a lot of, that won a lot of games, you know, prior to Drake. Uh, no matter where they put us, yeah, you know, we like to compete. You know what I mean? It, we got to come out there. And that's what it come down to. Uh, it happened my freshman year. It happened. And last, I think this past year, I don't know who we were, maybe six or seven. But, yeah, you know, it's just motivation for us. Uh, you know, it's not the first time we've been counted out. But, you know, we just you know, we just let everything just go out on the floor. And that's where it's going. You know, at the end of the year, the real rankings will be out. So that's how you got to think about it. And obviously we talked about a little bit in the intro, but crazy year with COVID and everything going on and, and trying to decide what this schedule is going to look like, who we're going to play, how's this going to work. And, um, you know, obviously in the Valley, one of the conferences that chose to go with the, with the double headers essentially and, and play back to back. You think that was something that uh, maybe played in, into your guys's advantage, or do you think it at times almost felt like a disadvantage? Um. I mean, getting Loyola at home towards the end of the year, that uh, two nights, two days, that was pretty good. You'd take, probably take that. that. Yeah, those two. But I don't, like, as far as, like, for our bodies, I feel like playing back-to-back, yeah, that's tough. Playing back-to-back is really tough. Um, lacing up with the same team, same scout, both teams making quick adjustments. You got to, you know what I mean? You just got to be quick. And once you get that one conference win, it's not, you know, you can celebrate for a little bit, but you really want to go take two. You know what I mean? And it was it was different. I don't know. I don't think I would prefer it at all. 
Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely don't think it would, would be a preference. Um, that's for sure. But um, there, you know, there are some advantages to, to not having to go on the road to a, a few of those places and, and getting them on your home court. But uh, yeah, turn around and playing them right away the next day, especially, you know, you guys, once you guys got cooking, you obviously had a target on your back and everyone's like, all right, we want to snap this streak and we want to get these guys. And um, you know, I gotta be honest, there's a couple of games where through one half, it looked like you guys were going to just hand it to them. And then, uh, kind of set the theme of being a second half team and coming out and getting after some guys and, and, and putting together, um, some serious second halves throughout the year. And, uh, again, going back, I feel a little bit like a broken record, but just the chemistry with you guys, you know, up pressing, kind of knowing where each other's going to be. And, you know, you kind of mentioned it too, but never really, never really counting yourselves out, like kind of having confidence and always picking each other up, being like, you know what, we didn't play our best basketball in the first half. We're down six. Like, let's go put on a show in the second half. That was, yeah, it was pretty difficult, but we had a pretty, like, you know, in the beginning of the year, we had a really deep team. So for us going into, all right, we're about to play back-to-backs. We got three, four guys that come off the bench that could play 25, uh, a valuable 25 minutes. So, you know, we felt like it, it did play to our advantage as far as like the pieces that we had and we could play a lot of guys. But yeah, as far as the body, I felt yeah, that was the only part I didn't like. Yeah, I, I don't blame you there. But um, so then we got to talk a little bit about this tourney run. Obviously, just tons of fun um, for the area, for the state, obviously for the school too, and anyone that's uh, followed the program. Um, and so trying to trying to relive this a little bit, but uh, what, what was selection Sunday like? I know um, it, it was it maybe didn't go quite as what you guys were anticipating there in the last kind of week of the week of the year. You kind of would have liked to get that automatic bid. Um, but you guys feel comfortable sitting there on Sunday or, or what was the feeling and the vibe in the room on selection Sunday? Um, I was pretty confident, I feel like, because I just feel like, you know, what I mean, the body of work we did throughout the year. You know what I mean? We were really watching this. You know what I mean? We were we were an NCAA tournament team for sure, but, you know, still not being certain about it the night before, you know, just thinking, ah, tomorrow could be today, or tomorrow could be just, ah, right, next year. And so, yeah, but that day, yeah, it was, it was nerve-wracking at first, uh, just going to practice, but I was pretty confident that what we did throughout the year was going to get us in, but... Yeah, just, that day was, you know, a dream come true, being able to see it uh, year after year, watching that same selection show, watching all the teams, you know, pop up on the screen. And now, you know what I mean, just not having an opportunity. Damn, but, you know, being able to do what we did this year, and, you know, we felt like we did everything we needed to do to get there. One of the yeah. games we needed to win and, you know, play it the right way. But, yeah, that day, yeah, it's going to be one. Yeah, that's what one of the best days I had here at Drake for sure. Yeah, you're, you're going to remember that. Maybe maybe second to the one we'll talk about here in just a second. But, um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. As far as the work that you guys did and, and, and got uh, taken care of, I was like, don't, you know, don't again, back to injuries. I'm like, don't punish these guys because, you know, obviously with Tank and Roman out, um, you know, changes that the dynamic, but, um, you know, again, I mean, with Yesifu stepping in there, it's, it's, it's next man in mentality. And so, uh, yeah, so selection Sunday comes up obviously before your experience in the Valley, but I'm sure you were told or, or, or got a little wind. I mean, all of a sudden now you see the matchup with Wichita state, which 
hearing now your story and the potential of you possibly playing there. Um, what, what was it like? What was uh, some, everyone's kind of feelings when you, when you saw, all right, we have an old, old school Mo Valley um, matchup here in front of us. Oh, it was fun. Like for me personally, obviously the Wichita state thing, uh, yeah, it was just, you know, yeah, it was crazy that my first time playing, it was, it was going to be against them. Like yeah, how crazy that is with all other things that go with, a college career, but um, being able to, it was a lot of people, because, you know, I wasn't around, I wasn't paying too much attention to Drake, you know, when Wichita State was in the Valley or like the battles and things, but for the people, the fans and things like that, you could tell, like, it was a lot behind it. Uh, Coach mentioned it to us a bit, but yeah, it was just fun getting, getting Wichita State, being able to have that, especially for the fans that came. You know what I mean? Just for them, uh, those guys, the enjoyment on their face, like after we went and uh, things like that, like just to know that they got like, you know what I mean? That satisfaction after probably a long, long term of battling Wichita State year after year. But yeah, just being able to get that, like for the people in Des Moines and people that follow Drake basketball year after year. Uh, yeah, it was, it was good. We really like, we really enjoyed it though. We really enjoyed that game. Yeah, uh, as did we. So uh, we definitely appreciate that. But um, so a little bit different NCAA tournament, obviously, with everything in Indianapolis. Do you, wh- what are your takeaways a little bit with that experience going out there? Um, did it feel every bit like an NCAA tournament game, like like you maybe thought it would? Obviously, minus the fans, but um, just with the excitement and the buzz in the city? Yeah. Uh, yeah, once we got there, uh, everything was, you know, all March Madness, Rose, the Final Four up. Um, the hotel we was in was nice, um, but you know we probably didn't get the portion of the of the tournament where like you know I me mean? you win you come back and your fans in a hotel and everything. But other than that, uh, you know I me mean? it was my first time, so I I can't complain. So I was happy to be there, um, no matter what the circumstances was. Uh, you know it wasn't that bad to me. Well, and after the year prior of not having it, then give me give me the whole thing in Indianapolis over not having it any any right. any year. So I think it was like it was a good how they had it set up with the uh, different venues and things like that. I feel like it was well put together too as well. Yeah, that uh, that was. I mean, from a logistical standpoint, I mean they they had that figured out. It seemed like everything kind of kind of went in flow, and um, it was neat. It was it was it was cool to see, fun to watch, and so. Um, just real briefly, so going taking a look at that game, obviously huge for you guys to get that win and, and the way in which that it came down, um, down the stretch. I mean, you had us nervous as hell. I mean, we had had it like, all right, yeah, we feel pretty good about this. Oh, okay, wait a minute, what's going on? And then uh, when Brody hits that little turnaround, and I was like, yeah. man, this, this, let's go. <laughs> this, this is meant to be. Um, yeah, that game was just fun. Uh, you know, getting able to play out there. You know, ever just the floor, playing on that floor. Yeah, it was just back and forth. Uh, you know, we just, you know, we've been there. Like, you know what I mean? We knew we knew we could get stops and we knew we could hit a run. So as long as we kept getting stops and kept our, ourselves in striking distance, we were okay. So the whole time, you know, it's just, all right, keep getting stops, keep getting stops, keep getting stops, because the offense going to come. And then so having me, you know, it finally turned, turned towards our way. We got going. Joe, you know, got the, you know, top 10 dunk. That, that was nasty. You know, everybody will remember. 
you know, Joe, yeah, he really, you know, he stepped up. Joe played, he played ball that game. Tremel hit a lot of big shots and Brody has a big shot. So, yeah, it was just, you know, a, again, another collective, a collective win for the team where everybody had to do their part. And, and it might not have been the prettiest, but everybody still played a part in making that all happen. Yeah, I mean, it, it was one of those, obviously watching many of your games, uh, you know, you guys did not, we're not shooting the ball the way that we had hoped. I mean, even remotely close to start with, but I was like, these guys, they'll get up and they'll fend. They make you uncomfortable. Um, I'm like, if they can, you know, continue to get stops, continue to hang around, like eventually shots are going to go in and then they still didn't. And I was like, okay, like <laughs> this is, this is going to happen like eventually. And then, yeah, I think like you said, yes, food getting that, getting that dunk and, um he scored that was right before half right and so he kind of got a little momentum going into halftime and felt pretty good I'm like okay second half team like I said earlier I kept telling second half team um and so yeah came out and just just a fun fun half of basketball uh just really great but uh so celebration afterwards what what do you remember feeling uh how fun was that in the locker room to be able to to get that victory for not only your teammates and your boys but for for Drake as well uh, it, was, it was fun. It was everything. Uh, just being able to do it in that fashion, a close-knit game, something that's, you know what I mean, high chance to get everybody going. Uh, it was just fun just to know that you played in one of those games. Uh, we was in there, everybody dapped each other up, hype, music playing. We get Joe his water bath that he deserved. We get coaches water bath. You know, we all just having fun, really enjoying it all. And, you know, especially with the fans that I came out that was up there being able to stop and you know, how that time and, you know, raise our hands up at them and let those guys cheer back at us. Uh, yeah, that was pretty fun. So, yeah, the celebration, yeah, yeah that was fun. Like, you know, you got to turn the page quick in that in that setting. And, yeah, so, but the celebration was well worth it. Yeah, so. it, was, it was earned, that's for sure. Yeah, but like yeah. you said, you, uh, yeah, no time. I mean, you obviously had turned the page quickly and had um, – you know, a stout USC team that came in that was just, I mean, just from a size standpoint, I mean, you guys versus their size. And, and honestly, with the way that the Pac-12 the Pac went with their season, you know, we didn't see a ton of Pac-12 basketball around here. And when yeah. I watched them against you guys, I was like, man, I, this team could go on a run. And honestly, I mean, they, you know, they did a little bit there, but I, I mean, with Pac-12 as a whole did, but I was surprised even that that USC team maybe didn't even make a little bit more of a charge because those, those dudes could go as well. I think they were one of the biggest teams in the country, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, those guys had good land that was physical. Um, but yeah, it was fun playing against those guys. But yeah, you know, we wish we could have put up a little more, you know, a little more fight, but you know, yeah. things happen. Uh, but it was just, yeah, it was fun. It was fun to play, I guess. Do you think you, uh, do you think everyone took a little something though from that to be able to roll over here into next year? Like, you know, here's, here's a few things like great year, maybe keep that chip on this shoulder a little bit. Yeah. I feel like uh, we took a lot from this year. Uh, we learned a lot. Uh, we know what it takes to get there. I feel like, you know what I mean? Now it's not, how do you get to the tournament? Like, you know what I mean? Some of us never get them, but we know what it takes to get there. We know the, work that it put in that you gotta put in day in and day out, uh game in and game out, how valuable some of the some of these games are to, you know, creating you a NCAA tournament birth. But yeah, we learned a lot and you know, we're taking a lot into next year from this run. 
Yeah, that's great. Well, so looking at next year, then um, don't want to look too far ahead. And, you know, you got some work, you got some stuff you got to do here in the off season, but uh, you know, the media and everyone, they got to start to look ahead way too soon and, and already have the old Drake Bulldogs in the top 25 and a few of the polls that I've seen. So, so none of this bottom of the conference pick stuff. Cause you know, many of the guys uh, coming back should have, you know, a very similar roster as you guys come out. And so what, what are you excited about here in, in your last run um, and last season with the fellows and being able to uh, hopefully leave your mark, uh, not only in college basketball, but at, at Drake as well? Um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to getting out there competing again with the, with the same group of guys. Uh, this year was just fun. Like we have fun winning. We had it like the whole year. It was not a day, not a practice that I felt like was just, dragging like you know what I mean everybody was in the gym with with energy and so yeah for next year we just keep bringing that playing with these guys uh and we got a lot of guys coming back got a lot of new guys coming in that we really like we like our pieces and yeah we're not the bottom of the pack no more so we know we're gonna have a target uh coming in the next year but you know we just want to put in the work this summer so we could just you know let the work do be everything and show out in the winter well, I tell you what, we're uh, excited, number one, for, yeah, you're, I mean, almost everybody coming back uh, and um, ho hopefully as successful as last year. But, you know, just to have the opportunity to maybe be at a game or two in person. Um, I think I, I went to two two of, of your games last year, and it's like, man, if I could be at all these games, just, that, would, that, that would be way so, so much better. So, you know, we're excited about that too, but yeah, um, obviously the upcoming season, we're already looking forward to it. Um, you know, and we, um, understand, you know, you guys are going to put the work in this off season to make it successful. So, um, well, Hey, uh, we want to get you out of here at a good time. Um, we like to end our podcast episodes with a little section called rapid fire. Brian will hit you with a couple questions, some about hoops, some not, and you just tell us what, uh, the answers that come off the top. For sure. All right. First one we always lead with. What uh what's your favorite visiting gym or arena you've had the opportunity to play in? Visiting arena. Um I mean, because we love the nap. We we know how sick the nap is, but where where's the visiting? Nap, is? Um, <laughs> one of my favorite ones is probably uh, I like Loyola's. Yeah. Even though it's not that much of a high ceiling, it's kinda like, you know, I mean they might not have a big crowd, but every game is gonna feel like there's a lot of people over the top, yeah. but I like, yeah, I just like how the colors, the gym scheme is, but yeah, that, that gym and that crowd always gets, they get going every time. So it's always fun playing there. I think that's a, uh, I think that, well, I know it, it's a new arena since uh, I, I, I played out there at Loyola. When I played there, um, they had the, the wooden, wooden rollout bleachers at, at their gym, uh, there was maybe 500 people there when I played there. So it's a little different atmosphere now. Yeah. It feels like a, feels like a pretty good shooter's gym though. So that, uh, that makes sense for you as well. But um, all right. So I, you probably already answered this in the beginning, but second favorite sport. Football. Football. No question. Huh? What? So who's your, uh, who's your team then? You got an NFL team? Uh, I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. So Green Bay. Okay. I like that. Actually, I don't like it. My wife would. She's a she's a Packers fan. I'm a Niners fan. So we uh we have some we have some battles around our house from time to time. But um so going back basketball, then who's the goat? Who who's greatest of all time on the on the hardwood? LeBron. Oh man, yeah, I like that. 
there, I, I feel like I feel like there's an there's an age threshold here where you kind of you start to and you're you're in the LeBron camp, so that's uh that's all right. We're all right with that. Um, favorite basketball shoe? Favorite basketball shoe? Um, Kyrie twos. Ooh, I liked. I, I agree right. with you on that. Those twos are those were nice. Um. I was a little nervous that you've been playing on all these Adidas teams. I thought you were going to try to throw some, I don't know. I don't I mean, what, what do we, what can we even talk about on the Adidas size? Unless we're talking Yeezys, you know, there's nothing on court that we can even talk about. Yeah, I know Adidas. Yeah. I'm always, I've always been a Nike guy. So I love it. I'm right. I'm right there with you on that. So, so mad props there, but um, favorite sports movie. Favorite sports. Oh, above the rim. Oh, nice. Kyle that's, a, that's, a, that's a first on the podcast, I feel like. I, I feel like it always gets it gets an honorable mention. Like someone will mention something else and then ah, above the rim. So, no, I like it. I mean, that spread your fingers, snap your wrists. I mean, that's yeah. something <laughs> right there. Got that. So, um, who's, uh, who's the toughest guard that you've been assigned? So you're, I mean, like I said, you guard a lot of the tough, tougher matchups throughout the league, but, uh, maybe even back to those AAU days, but who do you remember being like, man, this, this is going to be work for me to defend this dude tonight. Um, um, I gotta see, um, obviously in our conference, um, AJ, you know, AJ's going to knock down shots. You know, like, you know that. Uh, Mosley just because for, yeah, Mosley probably because the, his game is so free. He got, there's a lot of things that he, that he's possibly can do with it. And his green light is, it's so green. It's just like, you know what I mean? Anytime he might put the ball up. So yeah, you just got to know, you got to be on your toes and thinking out throughout the whole game. But another, I want to say, but probably my hardest guard might have been Nick Norton. Nick Norton was one guard that didn't stop moving. That he didn't, he didn't stop moving. He could shoot it. He could take you to the rack. He was strong. He could defend. He could make the right pass. But here, and he was a winner too. So even just practice, knowing I'm going to go up against Nick every day, like I knew that was a challenge. That's that's awesome and well said too. I mean, we're we're in agreement with that and. Any dude that's gonna go out there and drop twenty dimes on somebody too, um, it's just it's just wild. I mean that the and like you said that Vegas run that he went on, um, like you said we're we're obviously still a little bitter that that had to end because I think that could have been special. But I know um, his impact, like I said, even with you having having to go against him in practice, uh, is definitely being felt still. So. Um, all right, so you've been in you've been in Des Moines a little while. Uh, obviously, Adam and I have too. But uh, where's your where's your spot to go to grab something to eat? Either probably after the game, celebrate a little bit, or what's the what's what's your favorite place to get a bite to eat? One of my favorite places is Fat Tuesday. Uh, okay. It's a Creole, um, a Southern uh, style dinner place. Uh, I go there. It's a little dry for me, like probably like 15, 15 minutes. But yeah, I go out there probably once a week. Got a couple of tacos spots I get to, too. So, yeah, you know, I got a couple. I've been here for a while. I love it. No, that's great, man. So, I got one more before I get out of here. But, you know, I got to say, you know, one thing, and you talked about this green light, and, you know, I might have to take this up with Coach, but your green light's got to get a little bit brighter 
You, we got to start letting seeing that ball go, man. I want to, I want to see like 12, 15, 18 points a game on these averages, man. You, you got it in it. You got that in the bag. So you gotta, you gotta expose it here this last year. For sure. All right, man. Well, uh, last one here, we'll get you out, but, uh, what's the best thing about being a Drake Bulldog? Best thing about being a Drake Bulldog is the community with the community that you're going to be around. If you're a basketball player, uh, as far as like the coaches, the training staff, and the players, like you know what I mean, it's gonna feel like a family. You know, you're gonna walk in every day. People got smiles on their face. You're not gonna be dealing with a coach that's just, you know what I mean. You don't want to be around or to take the air out the room or take the the fun out of the room. Like you know what I mean. It's just every day is fun to be able to go to work with these guys, and you really gotta be here and experience it to know. Like you know what I mean. It's it's really something special. It's different. Not a lot of teams be able to have this type of culture within a program this early but you know what I mean I'm very grateful to be a part of it and that's probably yeah, that's one of the best things about being a Drake Bulldog awesome man well we appreciate you taking some time um obviously we're big fans been watching we'll be watching here in in, in the final campaign as well um appreciate the love and support that you uh, help and give us on Twitter as well and uh, oh, most man. most most importantly man we just uh, just love having you jump on and, and tell your story it's it's definitely a good one yeah, appreciate you guys having me. I had a lot of fun, for sure. Yeah, like Brian said, uh, we appreciate the time. Look, we are so much looking forward to this next season, and uh, we, we know it will be another successful one. So thanks for jumping on Shooter's Touch, DJ. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. I got the Shooter's Touch. Can't nobody shoot like me. Fourth quarter down three, need a two and one. Better call on me, better call on me. If you know you need a shooter, I'm ice cold like a cooler. Get you right though, I can tutor. This that mic flow, I'm a hooper. I got.